Hello, everyone, and welcome to Being Naked. My name is Venus Castleberg, your host, and I am so excited today to have Andrea Beluso today with us. Hello, welcome. Hello there. How are you? <laughs> Great. How are you? I'm doing fantastic. Thank you. Hey, Andrea, why don't you tell us where, where are you from? Uh, well, that's a very good question. Um, I normally say that I'm Italian because, uh, you know, I was brought up in an Italian family. My dad was uh, Italian, my mom was half Italian, and, uh, you know, we had Italian upbringing, I have an Italian passport, I'm an Italian citizen, etc., etc. And, uh, well, I was born in Eritrea. Uh, at the age of two, I moved to Ethiopia. At the age of 11, I moved to France. Then I moved to the UK. Then I moved back to France, then to Italy, then Sweden, then back to the UK. Yeah, so... Uh, as you can see, it's kind of difficult for me to say where I'm from. Gotcha. <laughs> awesome. You're just a world. You're from the world. So. Yeah, exactly. I'm from the world. That's great. I love that. And um, would, it, would you just tell us a little bit about yourself? Like, what do you do? Yeah, uh, even mm -hmm. there, it's a little bit difficult to, to define myself. Uh, because uh, I do. Uh, if I were to define myself uh, in a, the simplest way, I'm a photographer. Um, and specialize in fashion and beauty and advertising. And, uh, but I also do uh, direct and produce TV shows. I direct uh, TV commercials um, uh, at the moment. And uh, I do a thing called Body Presence. Um, I, uh, what else do I do? I do a lot of things. <laughs> <laughs> so kind of like where you're from, just everything. <laughs> yeah, basically, um, I'm kind of... Oh, you broke up a little bit. Can't hear you all of a sudden. Hmm. See it is uh, we can redefine ourselves every single minute of every single day. Mm -hmm. Choose what's fun for us. And basically that's how I've been creating my life and how I create my life. That sounds amazing. I, I'm sure there's some people out there, though, that are going, what did you just say? <laughs> <laughs> I know. So I how did it. you I come to that it. awareness that you could choose create your life? Um, I've actually done it kind of spontaneously since I was since day one uh, in this body, <laughs> basically. And uh, it hasn't been anything strange for me, but I, I could see how people thought that I was very weird in that way. And, um, and erratic, you might define it as this, uh, in this reality. Uh, you know, as a kid, my parents uh, were trying to encourage me to do sports. So, and I was like, yeah, okay, cool. So uh, let's try tennis. And I had the best, the best tennis coach in Ethiopia that came, you know, flew in from the UK and uh, blah, 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 and, and all of this stuff. And, uh, and that was fun for me for a couple of months. And then I was bored. And then I started, uh, you know, fencing and I became, and that was when I was in London, actually. And um, I was actually a, a champion uh, of uh, fencing in London of, uh, you know, for the ju uh, juniors. And that was fun until I became a champion and then that was no fun anymore. So I tried something else, you know, I was doing swimming and I was doing, you know, riding and I was all these things. And that's basically how I am all the time. I get bored very easily. I need to have a thousand things going on at the same time. And, um, and if, if I try and force myself to do anything, uh, it's not going to turn out very well. <laughs> <laughs> 
if we only had that filter, don't do the things that aren't fun for you. <laughs> totally, exactly. Yep. And also, I mean, you know, for me, it's, it's been kind of obvious. Why should I do something that is not fun for me? And I'm mm-hmm. so, so grateful for my parents that actually encouraged that, that part of me. Um, you know, when I was uh, 15 already, um, I was in London with my parents. My dad was uh, an Italian diplomat and I was studying at the French Lycée. So all, you know, prime and proper there. But I was hanging out with the Sex Pistols on the King's Road and I had become one of the first punks in the UK, i.e. in the world. So I was, I was never in school because uh, that was definitely not fun for me. I was just going in for my philosophy lessons and because I had a fantastic philosophy teacher and we had long conversations well after hours of class. And that was fun, but everything else I was just skipping. And, uh, and it's actually my parents that encouraged me to jump off school at the age of 16 and start working as a photographer's assistant. Wow, so that's... truly grateful for that. Truly grateful for that. Sounds like some amazing parents. That's oh, fantastic. Great. Really fantastic. <laughs> and very, very empowering. Very empowering. Great, great. Yeah. Well, the the name of this podcast is Being Naked, and, and the reason why I created it was, like, to just, just dive in and what is the gift of vulnerability? And, yeah, I've talked to you a little bit. I got to know you a little bit, um, and we're fairly new friends. And I, um, you said something that really piqued my interest. You said that um, Gary and Dane had specifically been calling you out on this vulnerability piece and i'd love to hear your story and how like what's been happening with that how that's been uncovering for you yeah and i mean it started uncovering and uh and it still is and it's an ongoing journey basically and i had a long conversation with dane um a few years ago i think it was two three years ago when uh, he told me the day that you actually allow yourself to be vulnerable you'll see that things really start changing and you can actually start creating and I was like, what do you mean? I, you know, I am vulnerable and I am creating. And, and that reaction in itself, it's a reaction. You know, it's a reaction on like, uh, I'm right. I'm trying to prove to be right. So I was not really getting it until, you know, quite recently. And um, I was actually in class with Brendan and uh, he called me out on it as well. And uh, about, about women. Uh, actually about my relationship with men and women because that's been a big issue in my life I've always had more female friends than male friends uh, I didn't really feel that I fitted into the male uh, species <laughs> actually I, I still don't feel that I feel in, fit into the human species <laughs> but uh, that's another story and with between me and men I just felt that you know I, I could not relate to the conversations that were being held uh, among men, uh, i.e. talking down about women, talking badly about women, talking in a very derogative way, and, and uh, talking about uh, sports and cars and whatever. Cars is the only thing that I can actually talk about because I love cars, but I, I can't stand watching sports. I don't see the point. If you want to do sports, do sports, but to watch it, it's like the most boring thing on earth for me. And uh, to talk badly about uh, women or anybody in general just because you're trying to prove that you're a man, uh, well, that doesn't work for me either. And, um, and it's, a, it's, a, it's been a really weird energy. So I had the conversation actually started with Gary a few years ago in a class. And I brought this up and he said, well, do you feel that you are, um, you feel separated from men or do they, do you think that, 
other men actually can't relate to you. And I was like, okay, well, tell me more. And he said, well, do you feel threatened by men or do they feel threatened by you? And I was like, oh, okay. Um, well, I don't actually feel threatened by men, but uh, I don't see how they can feel threatened. And, and he just said one thing that may seem, you know, very little, but for me it was like massive. And he said, okay, look at how you're sitting down right now. And I said, okay, well, well, what do you mean? And he said, well, you're sitting down with your legs crossed. Men usually sit down with their legs open. And that is to prove that they have something between their legs and they're trying to prove the size of what they have between their legs. And there's a constant fight among men trying to prove that they have a bigger dick, <laughs> basically. <laughs> and you don't have to prove that. You don't want to prove that. You don't need to prove that. So they feel threatened by you. So is it maybe that you're so aware that you're actually perceiving them being threatened by you, feeling threatened by you, and you actually make it yours? And that completely changed my universe. Mm. I mean, completely. And also, it started a, a thing, a, a conversation with myself of like, well, if I didn't have to be the effect of, you know, being aware of other people's insecurities and whatever, then what else could I choose? And... And if I don't have a fixed point of view on men are like this and that's it, what else could there be out there? And since that moment, I have discovered so many amazing, amazing men that I can actually totally relate to because we are all as undefinable as each, as each other. And, uh, and, uh, and it's men that are, they have a kindness about them. They have a vulnerability about them and they are, you know, they're not trying to prove anything. And for me, it's so refreshing. It's so new to have all these new men in my life that I can actually talk to and have a real conversation with. And going back to vulnerability, uh, I, had to, I was in a class with, uh, with uh, Brendan Watt, and uh, I asked a question, and then he said, well, are you judging women? And I was like, well, no, I just said that, you know, I don't judge anyone. And he said, well, think again. And I was like, well, I don't judge women. I, I love women. And I actually you know, think women are, in, I can't remember how I put it, but in, in some way I said that they were better than men. And he said, okay, well, uh, that's a judgment. Mm. And I was like, oh, shit. And I got it like a couple of days later where the coin really dropped that I was actually making and probably still am, making women greater than me. Mm. So in other words, you know, how much do I have to make myself small and smaller in order to fit in to the reality that I've created about women being greater than me? Um, so, and that level of, that, that is being vulnerable for me of actually looking at those sides that, that are keeping me stuck into actually creating greater in my life and really looking at it in a completely raw way with my barriers down and really looking at what is, no matter what shows up. And how, how do you, how has that so far, I mean, I know it's a work in progress for us all, but like, how has that so yeah, far totally. changed, changed your life, changed the way that you view people? Well, in a massive way, uh, that's, I mean, what I've uh, 
the thing that uh, that's really changed is that um, although I have been, you know, creating my life in a very unapologetic way uh, throughout my life, and uh, but now it's it's really amped up. Now it's really like looking at all those sides that I've been even trying to hide from myself mm. about my choices and being willing to have it out there and being willing to be judged because being willing to be judged for me, you know, having been, as I said before, uh, one of the first punks in the, in the world and, uh, and we were willing to be judged, but, but it was also a little bit of a provocation in that, you know, trying to provoke people like, okay, so judge me, you know, and you can't judge me because I'm, changing my definition the definition of me every single day so how can you judge me and so it was like a you know this provoking energy whereas now it's really like well i'm willing to really show the true me to the world and i'm not willing to hide it anymore i'm not willing to hide it from me either and it doesn't matter how ugly it look it doesn't matter how bad it looks to me or anybody else, but I'm choosing that because that is me and that is going to create even more in my world. And it has, and it is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and such a gift. Like, it's such an invitation when you meet somebody that's really truly being them, warts and all, and just being like, this yeah. is me. Like, how much yeah. more you're like, I want to hang out with that person because they're so true and they're being so real, you know? Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. It's absolutely. And it's so... It's so refreshing because, I mean, in this reality, people are just playing games of, you know, creating an image for themselves that they believe and hang on to, hold on to so much. They start to believe in it themselves in, try, in order to try and fit into this reality, in order to try and fit it into other people's points of views and tiny little boxes instead of actually being them, which is so much greater mm-hmm. and so much yummier and so much sexier. Mm-hmm. Very well said. (laughs) Well, you and I just happen to be part of this thing called He Said, She Said that's coming up in just a couple weeks. Super exciting. Actually, it's just next week. Yeah, fantastic. Yes, it's next week. Um, And uh, why don't you say a little bit about that? What has that been for you so far? And what is it? Yeah. It's been an amazing creation so far, and it keeps getting greater, especially with uh, the fun uh, Facebook Live that we did yesterday. And um, it's, it's basically the conversations that guys are having, you know, so-called locker room chats, and, um, and what, what guys usually say. And it's, thank God it's not, you know, the guys that I used to know before, I was facilitated by Gary <laughs> and Dane. <laughs> it's another type of men that are very, very vulnerable and extremely kind and truly wonderful. But there's still, you know, all these things that men don't really know about themselves and that men that don't know about women and the other way around. And it's all these myths and lies that we've been functioning from that um, we're trying to really look at in a totally vulnerable way with our barriers down. And I really love that about this group of 20 beings, amazing beings, uh, both guys and girls that are willing to really show up and like, you know, like you say, what's and all and, uh, and ask questions and say what works for them and what doesn't and, uh, and try and, and really, you know, get rid of all the myths and lies that have been out there about sex, about relationships, about vulnerability, about all these things. Yeah. So and so 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 far, what what it's created is that in in uh, first of all, it's discovering even more 
wonderful and amazing men that I can't wait to meet in person <laughs> through this, uh, through, you know, the creation of this, uh, this um, program. And, uh, and also in the relationship with my wife, Amanda, it's, uh, it's created a lot. It's created a, a yet another type of conversation and uh, even more uh, generative and even yummier than we've had before. And we've had a, a ton of amazing conversations so far. So <laughs> this is really amping it up even more. Yes, and how does it get even better? That's awesome. So Exactly, how does it get better than that? Yes. So for those of you listening, this is actually happening on February 16th, 2021, because this is a podcast and somebody might listen to this later. That's right. But if you would like to join us, you can look up He Said, She Said on Facebook, and um, and we'll post the link here with the this podcast as well. Um, just thank you so much, Andrea. I, I love who you're being in the thank world you, and the invitation that you are. And um, it's just mm-hmm. such an honor to have met you. And I look forward to getting to know you better and how fun we get Thank to you play. Likewise. <laughs> right? Exactly. Exactly. How lucky did we get? <laughs> <laughs> and thank you everyone for Fantastic. listening. Um, thank you for being here. We'll um, talk to you again next week. Thank you so much, Venus. Thank you.